Greetings and welcome to Terrible Reviews, a podcast about some of my favorite movies. I am your host, Seth Hancock, joined by my co-host, Michael Bragg. Hi, Braggy. What up, what up? How excited are you for today's movie? Kind of excited, actually. Okay. okay. That's because today's movie is Reno 911 Miami, released February 23rd, 2007, during the prime garbage dump movie release time, directed by Robert Ben Garrant. Also from Balls of Fury, produced by Robert Ben Garrett, Thomas Lennon, Carrie Kenny, who all wrote, and Danny DeVito. Very interesting. Top build. Uh, let's go straight to the casting couch then. The top build is the cast of Reno 911. Thomas Lennon as Lieutenant Jim Dangle, Robert Ben Garrett as Deputy Travis Jr., Carrie Kenny as Deputy Trudy Weigel. Nisi Nash as Deputy Rainisha Williams, Wendy McClendon Covey as Deputy Clementine Johnson, Carlos Alzaraki as Deputy James Garcia, Cedric Yarbrough as Deputy Jones, and Mary Birdsong as Deputy Cherisha Kim Kimball. Also, familiar faces Danny DeVito, David Keckner, Patton Oswalt, Toby Huss, Ian Roberts, Paul Rudd, David Wayne, Nick Swardson, Joe Latrulio, Ken Marino. Michael Ian Black, Michael Showalter, Mindy Sterling, Paul Rubens, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Let's go straight to the terrible synopsis. The cast of a quirky Keystone Cops STV show traveled to a police convention in Miami where a terrorist attack quarantines every other single law enforcement agent in the region and thrusts the hapless bunch of nitwits into being the sole protectors of law in the city rife with crime. All right. Now, before we take a look and before we watch this movie, let's go ahead and do a little bit of foreshadowing, Michael. Um, let's get into this. So when I, my first memories on this is I gave it a solid A. I said I was a huge fan of the state and Reno 911, where most of those characters, uh, most of those actors came from. I loved the TV show. Uh, I was on in my high school and college years. Comedy Central was like the only non-sports channel allowed in the house. Um, it was a cult classic, uh, even if I was the only one who watched it, and I may have had to be the leader of the cult to make it a classic. But um, also, I moved to South Florida shortly after this movie came out, so you know, that's a that's a different kind of story. Maybe a waiting for the book deal on that one, maybe a different podcast. Um, and I remember this movie really living up to the TV show expectations. I may have been a small number of people who was actually watching it. Uh, but I was probably an even smaller amount that had high expectations for it. I remember there being a great cast of supporting comedic actors. There's just so much talent. And then the last thing I have written in here, um, lots of boobs. That's Michael, my kind of jam. My yeah, kind exactly. Of jam. Yep. <laughs> so what were, what were your thoughts? What Did you have any memories on this? I know you'd seen this one before. Yeah seen it a few times not a not a ton of memories as far as i i think i saw it in theaters if i would have seen it in theaters i would have seen it with kyle uh pre-movie grade i don't know a, a b uh it's been a few years since i've seen it um there's no he's, he's still pretty funny though right i mean yeah no okay. it's a, it's a funny movie i mean the show's hilarious uh so of course the movie's gonna be funny um, were, were you more a fan of the show or or the or the movie? Do you think just uh, oh, in well, hindsight? That's hard, man. Okay, all right. I'll let you off easy. Yeah, but yeah, no, no, like 
personal significance. I mean, it's a good show. It was okay movie. We'll see. I don't know. We'll get there. All right. All right. Well, we did go ahead and take a look at the movie. We watched it. And uh, let's get into the next segment where we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the main cliches that were used in this movie. Um, I'm sure we could have added quite a laundry list, but but the ones I thought of straight off the bat, Michael, were the lovable losers. I know this is kind of a big, big bucket. We throw a lot of things into. Pretty much every Seth Rogen movie can uh, fall into that category. Also, bumbling cops. I think that's, uh, again, there's a couple Seth Rogen movies you could say that about too. Um, but just the idea that these guys are are obviously, despite being awful police officers, or I should say sheriff's deputies, they, they still are lovable and funny in a way that, um, and sometimes it's slapstick, sometimes it's silly. Um, but, you know, 13, 14 years later, um, most of it still really holds up, I think. Yeah, there's a uh, funny tie-in, actually, with, with this year. Well, last year and this year, too, still. Um, kind of the whole the whole movies based around uh basically a breakout virus that they need a uh a cure for so and it sounds pretty lame whenever we say that whenever i say it like that but um yeah i don't really have any any other movie tropes per se any cliches um to add on to yours all uh, right well I'll, I'll ask the hard-hitting question then how about that um are you upset that they didn't name this virus after the city in which it originated in? I think that's something that we need to get to the bottom of. I think this need this movie need to spend more time digging at the root base. You know, who was eating a bat? Who was fucking a monkey? Whatever the situation, whatever the genesis point is, I know that this was a whole deputy Jeff Spoder acting mayor, whatever this, whatever we get into it. Um, but why aren't we blaming? <laughs> why aren't we talking more about the genesis and trying to assign blame onto? Uh, uh, oh, of course, because it's deputy Jeff Spoder. It's a white man in Southern Florida. So yeah, yeah. It, was a, okay. yeah it was a pangolin. It was a pangolin, not a, not a bat. Somebody <laughs> fucked the same dude fucked a bat, but he also wait, it's the same dude as fucking the, the bat. And okay. All right. You same seen that the, guy you seen must... the South Park special. <laughs> he fucked the bat with Mickey Mouse and then, <laughs> and then they fucked a pangolin <laughs> with Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Yeah, it's always it's always Walt Disney's fault. It always ties back into either Disney or or South Park. <laughs> In a lot of cases, both. Awesome. All right, so let's go ahead and skip to the next segment where we're going to talk about the best five minute stretch. Now, in comedy, sometimes I think we've run into this with the three other comedies we've done. It's kind of tough to pick out because sometimes you think a line is funny, a bit's funny, but but it may not fit into a into a five minute segment per se. Um, so, Michael, I'm going to go ahead and start off here. I'm going to list one, and then you can go next. Uh, my first nominee, uh, the earliest one I have, is Welcome to the International Inn. Now, this is once they've arrived in Miami, and they come to the hotel. They, <laughs> the desk clerk at the or the receptionist at the convention can't find their, their passes, can't find their hotel information, and they end up setting them up at the International Inn, which is the shit whole southern florida that i don't know how your family vacations were when you were a kid but i'm pretty sure i've stayed at a similar hotel at some point in my life yeah no no suck fest hotels <laughs> for me me and my family there it is 
you immediately hear two gunshots and a scream. So you you know immediately before you even meet the <laughs> before you even meet the host or or the or whoever's uh, checking them in that it's going to be a nightmare. And then of course you meet Glenn the desk clerk. Yeah, what who is checks his accent? Them. What is this accent that he's got? I don't. Is it Eastern European? It's I don't know. Be. It's got no Suckfest. I was thinking West. Oh, it's the Suckfest. Oh, oh, it's the Suckfest. Like, oh yeah, I can see oh, it kind of being that Nordic. Like Sweden. Yeah, yeah. They're very loose. Yeah. Very yeah. loose with their mouths and all of their holes. <laughs> all right. oh, uh, yeah, but he just keeps talking about how <laughs> are you here for a Suckfest, and he wants to he wants to give him a tour of the hotel and and let everybody know that. Uh, that there's more people here for their suck fest and everybody's having a suck fest and everyone's an asshole. Welcome to the suck fest asshole. Uh, <laughs> and then God, this one's awful, but it makes me laugh too. But when he drops the keys and then Kimball goes to, goes to reach for the keys and he just puts his dick and balls right in her face. Oh yeah. And then there's the immediate recoil. Um, again, I made a big deal last week about a, how we shouldn't laugh at sexual assault. And I catch myself immediately, what, 10 minutes into this movie doing the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah, for uh, sure. For and sure. then Weigel describes the International Inn as a place where you'd come to get a good old fashioned raping or a down home <laughs> murder. Uh, yeah, so so that's my first entrance. Uh, oh, Trudy. <laughs> poor, poor Trudy. <laughs> Her, yeah, you missed too, man. Therapist recommended that she uh, she take the job just to get out of the office. That's right. That's right. Yeah, me, I think me. you. Okay. I, I think you missed too before it. The opening scene. I don't love the opening scene until until Travis wakes up. Yeah. So <laughs> I I have one issue with that, and it's a lot of that is pulled directly from the TV show. So I had seen those scenes before, and. Almost, I think all the first season is them falling asleep in their cars and waking up, running into things. So yeah. for me, um, I, I like that. Too. Yeah, I can't, I can't poo-poo that. But yeah, so that's just why it wasn't in my list. Yeah, I, for me, it was like bam, bam, bam. Well, it was like bam, bam, and then you know, then they take the bus right out to Miami. But uh, it was <laughs> opening scene. First, we're not flying. Yeah, that's it. Then <laughs> right onto the bus. Uh, so the opening scene and then um, the 814 chicken scene. I mean, again, I think you're right. I think I'm taking a lot of the stuff that they still do in the um, in the show. The chicken scene. The yes, chicken yes. scene was great. I mean, the handcuffs be... when they try to put the handcuffs on them. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I was thinking? This is the first time I thought about this in the uh, few times that I've seen the movie. Why? Just leave the fucking chicken alone. <laughs> They have well, it off the road. Just leave it alone. And it takes all eight sheriff's deputies. Like, what the- Trudy's got an this AR, all- I think, right? Oh, yeah. They pull an AR on it at one point. Yeah. Jesus. So, Good yeah. Stuff. Yep. All right. So, after the hotel check in, I'll let you go back on to your. All right. So this is uh, this is the first night now. So now they've had their day. Everything's happened. They come back, and it's the first night at the International Inn. And rather than. Uh, kind of get into this. I'm just going to, I listed every event in here. And so I'm just going to go through it line by line. Junior tries to pick up an Asian girl. Garcia tries to get Clemmy into his room. Then Junior is found beating off. Dangle shows Jones his candy underpants. 
Weigel, <laughs> I can't get through it. Weigel asks Dangle to put lotion on her sunburn. Rainisha tries to hook up with Jonesy, but he turns her down. Rainisha bumps into three girls coming out of Kimball's room. Kimball confronts Rainisha about thinking she's a lesbian, but they're just going to play some hoops. Uh, Clemmy and Jones, <laughs> Clemmy and Jonesy, sorry, that one hits personal to home. Uh, well, we it? get at that. No, uh, the book too. Yeah, that's another one for the book. Uh, Clemmy and Jonesy start uh, start flirting, but Rainisha catches them. Dangle is beating off. Rainisha puts a condom on a cucumber. Jonesy walks in on Garcia beating off. And, and, then, and then Garcia says, it ain't what it looks like. It ain't what it looks like. <laughs> How many of us have had to say that at some point in our lives? Uh, and then Junior is beating off again. Weigel is fucking a pillow. And then the camera pans out and we see Weigel, Junior, Garcia, Dangle, and Rainisha getting off with their blinds open. That's the scene. Uh, you wrote a lot more than me. I wrote, I just wrote, wrote jerk off slash dildies. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I wrote. On she fucks a pillow. <laughs> yeah. But, and the but, cucumber is somehow less jarring. That, as see, a that's the other way around. <laughs> to me, I was like, ah, on top of some pillows, whatever. And then home. Oh, I mean, uh, <laughs> she she whips Rainisha out the, with the, yeah. the cucumber, whips out the cucumber and puts a condom on. It. I love that she's still safe though. I mean, no. the police no, safety first. I oh, think it makes. <laughs> so for me, uh, after that, again, I think we're gonna run into the same thing where I'm just pulling out to some. They're great scenes, but they're almost exactly like, uh, <laughs> exactly like the tv show now but that's the seems... good thing that's how you know that it works right yeah. you don't want it to be too abrasively different yeah. than what you've what you're hoping for yeah for sure so this is going to seem like it's longer than five minutes but it's not i looked it up it's not longer than five minutes so from this <laughs> from the second they show up to the alligator in the pool into the, <laughs> so, the Trudy so like the deputy first Williams. round of cases. Yep. Yeah. Okay. The Trudy deputy Williams walking on the beach scene. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't have to go into some of the. There's one quote in there we're not going to repeat, but um, I, I, oh yeah, 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 that one that I cannot believe that. <laughs> the one I won't even say using quotations. No, yeah. I can't even quote that no, one. I yeah, know. No. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's my that's my next one. And then I think our uh, our buddy shows up shortly after that. Terry? Yeah. Tell me more about Terry. Oh, I'll Terry. let you take Terry. I don't have him <laughs> on my list. Well, I don't I don't have I kept the quotes to myself for the next okay. one. Okay. I just wrote Terry with Trudy and Williams. <laughs> That's a good one. Um I think the next one I had then in sequence is the topless topless beach scene um of course you could call it the the whale explosion scene but mm -hmm. you can tell where my focus lies can i tell uh, you what i wrote on that real quick and then i'll let you get to your breakdown because <laughs> i wrote the same thing down i wrote in all caps with one two three four five six exclamation points after it boobies <laughs> and then whale junior falls into whale blow up i want yeah. to take it from there yeah, absolutely. So any scene that I think I mentioned this in uh, in dodgeball, but any scene that starts with a pair of uh, a pair of breasts being focused prominently in the in the screen, I'm a big fan of. Um, and in dodgeball, they were covered up with a bikini, and here they're just bare to the world to see. Um, so that was a great start to the scene. 
And then, of course, the guys are so excited when they show up. They don't even look. They just, well, they look at the boobs, obviously, but they don't look at where they're going to. And so once they get to the actual beach, they see that it's a, well, once they get to the beach, they see it's a beached whale. And then there's just more shots of random boobs in the, in the crowd. Always nice to have crowd boobs. Uh, big fan of crowd boobs. And then they give. It's a sperm whale, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> just a, I just looked it up. I was like, I bet you that's a sperm whale. Yeah, it's a sperm whale. Yeah, of course it is. I, the only thing that would have been similar would have been a humpback, I'm sure. But um, yeah, uh, so then they say, who gave Topless a gun? Um, that's another good bit in there when they're all flirted, when, uh, oh God, Jonesy and Garcia are flirting with the topless lady. Uh, and then of course she starts running around with the gun. Then there's more boobs. Uh, then they, then like you said, they try to push the, push the whale out to sea. Uh, Garcia falls into the whale and then Dangle yells, get a wet nap people. <laughs> As if that's somehow going to fucking save the day. Uh, and then they finally blow it up. And of course, because they're bumbling buffoons, the whale blubber explodes and lands on all of the tourists and the topless people hanging around. Oh, Junior's the one who fell into the whale, not Garcia, right? And then, um, yeah, so of course, there's everybody's now covered in whale blubber. And uh, I didn't include this in, in the scene, but of course, Jeff, Deputy Jeff Spoder, Jeff, or acting mayor Jeff Spoder, uh, <laughs> immediately what fires them. Uh, so, so that's. That was kind of one of my favorite scenes, too. Even if you pull the boobs out of it, it's still a pretty good scene. Yeah. I mean, they got whale stuff on P. Diddy and Shaq's phone. <laughs> I don't know why they were there, but... Their they, boats they were, were there, there, not them. Oh, Their okay. boats. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I think I have one or two more. So what else do you one, have? One, two, three, four. Oh, boy. So okay. The next one, and I've got, again, in all caps, more boobies. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine exclamation points on this. So one. this has to be Trudy and Dangle. The Trudy Dangle sex scene. Okay. Yep. This is one of the ones I had. Okay. Yeah. Good. So thank God it's not Trudy's boobs. No. Offense. Oh come on, Carrie Kenny is a no beautiful woman. <laughs> she just plays a very unfortunate character. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. But yeah, for a second, they may look exactly like that's what's going on. But man, it's the most awkward, just, you know, crazy shit going on. And then, yeah, there's, there's boobs in there. So it's a good little five minute, five minute Skip section there. Skippy a pity fuck, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> he pounds, he pounds the, the beam or whatever he's drinking. And then he th tries to throw the plastic <laughs> bottle up against the wall. <laughs> I thought that was going to break. I thought that was going to break. <laughs> Yeah, I just, the amount of sex they have, too, like, um, <laughs> just all over the room. Then they even take a break to smoke a cigarette, and then they have more sex and more boobs. Mm -hmm. uh, and the, the end of the scene is the best, well, in a scene with that much boob and sex, um, saying that the, the ending is the best part, I think, is is a bit of a, a falsehood. But when they cut to Weigel, you know, real Weigel, and she's bent over on the bed in these old lady bloomers and bra and dangles wearing a thong. And he's kind of like reaching underneath her. And all of a sudden they start, you realize that they're like kind of fighting or something. And it's because his watch is stuck on her pubes. Um, that just, for some reason, is just a wonderful way to wrap up he, that scene. He says he's going to rip it off. I don't know if he says he's going to rip it off like a Band-Aid or not, but he's like, we're just going to count down. And she's like, no, 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 I'm anticipating it. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. What's your yeah. next one? Um, so I'll 
mine, my last one, um, we're going to go a little out of order here, is is the wrap-up. So when they get back to Reno in the epilogue, uh, just kind of an interesting way to wrap it up when Garcia Garcia's leading the morning meeting and Jim comes in, takes over. Uh, <laughs> he had been offered the job in Aspen, but David Keckner realized he was gay and they had a zero tolerance policy. So here comes Dangle back to Reno. Uh, and then <laughs> Trudy, Trudy says, I knew you came back, or I know you came back for me and then cups his balls. Um, <laughs> and and they talk about pajama Tuesdays, um, which again just talks you know Tru Trudy bless her heart I think is what they say what in in the South bless bless her heart, bless um, heart. <laughs> and then they do a bunch of just random clips of the guy who's splashing the cops and then Junior finds out that Asian girl that he was trying to hook up with was thirteen uh, <laughs> and then she tries to run away with him uh, and. <laughs> He, he yells at the end, call me when you're 16, um, which again is still slightly problematic for multiple reasons, but whatever. It's, it's different. You told different me to loosen states. up about some of these things. I'm trying. Different states, different rules. <laughs> yeah, we all, we all know Nevada's sex laws are a little, uh, a little broader, a little more liberal than most. Yeah, 16, right. 18, whatever. What, what else uh, did you have? So a couple... A couple before, yeah, a couple before that. So, I would hope so. Yeah. So the golf cart chase. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. It's great. Hilarious. The amount of shooting and stuff that happens in that <laughs> chase alone. And You're then, driving in between us. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Pat Oswalt thinks that he's going to, like, blow through the... Um, the drawbridge the drawbridge <laughs> the drawbridge gate and then as as they're going up the, the drawbridge is going up i'm pretty sure it's trudy's like he's gonna jump the bridge and they're going like five miles an hour in a golf cart or something like that hilarious and then uh pretty much right after that the dangle speech uh where he's being you know he's getting into it with everybody and they're all coming together and then trudy of course like blows the shit out of something because <laughs> she's in the helicopter for some reason uh that made me giggle a little bit um and then the final credits and that was it obviously that's the end of the movie so that's all i got all right so do we have a winner um brag you go ahead and give your winner first i think Because there are some, there are some pretty good contenders in here. It was not easy. No, I, I'm gonna say, for me, the alligator in the pool and Trudy Deputy Williams walking on the beach scene, <laughs> that's my favorite one. Okay, fair enough. I went a different route, and I said it was the first night at the International Inn. Yes. Toby Huss as Glenn, as Glenn the desk clerk just gets me every time, and something about suck fests and assholes are just uh, comedy gold for me. Do, do you have those in your quotes next or can i just say them you say them please because i don't have them we I don't can, have them in my quotes see. either but i wrote down hotel check-in the suck fest assholes oh there's more assholes for your suck fest that's what he did the whole time as he's walking him through the thing <laughs> okay are you guys here at the international inn for suck fest or suck fest want to suck right. fest your assholes <laughs> All right, that's a good transition. Uh, let's go ahead and get into the most memeable moment. Uh, can I, can I say something real quick before we do that? It's America, was, it's America isn't it? Yeah, living in America. I thought this was America. It is now. Okay. Um. <laughs> so, 
we talk about, you know, gifs, gifs, memes, quotes, clips, you know, that we frequently use from this movie. I have a suggestion. Okay. What if we I'm just open. call this, because it's basically what it is. What, why don't we just call this LOL moments? Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the point, I think, is. Yeah. Because I don't really use a whole lot of stuff. I mean, there's a couple things from here that I say in this movie. There's some funny-ass quotes in this movie, dude. Absolutely. You know what I mean? All right. Yeah. The, so I will take, I'll take a hit here then, and I'll use a couple of my gifts, and then I'll let you uh, blow through some quotes here. So the first one I have is on their way on the bus ride down to Miami. They all get off, and they're all peeing in the woods or not in the woods, in the desert by a tree. And then they pans to Trudy and she just yells, I'm pooping. Um, that <laughs> that would have worked earlier tonight when we were uh, changing some texts. Um, David Keckner, once they get to Miami, uh, he's the sheriff of Aspen. And <laughs> Jim Dangle walks up to him and tries to introduce himself. And he's saying like, yeah, I must have sent you nine resumes. Yep, nine resumes. We, we read every single one of them. Uh, but before that, the only thing he says to him is, wrong bar, buddy. Uh-huh. And for some reason, that one gets me every time. I can't find a gif of it, but I use the phrase wrong bar when, uh, I don't know, just when, when awkward things happen. Sometimes That's I don't want to talk to people. It's a great scene, uh, great quote. Uh, Junior, when he sees the Asian girl going into her room the first night, he says, take the night off, Joe. Uh, again, these are just w- weird ones. At this point, I'm only saying the ones that I... <laughs> <laughs> that still make me laugh 14 years later because the rest of them have uh they're, they're still funny but these ones just catch me a little bit sometimes uh after being caught beaten off garcia when he says it ain't what it looks like um okay i had two terry quotes uh that i'm sure are in, in your uh in your list but heavy on the acidor uh no okay they were talking about how he was an ambassador for reno and he goes heavy on the acidor and then uh, as they're wheeling him away, he goes, he yells, I'm on fucking crack, yo. Uh, <laughs> again, that one doesn't work its way into my daily life, maybe as much as I wish. Wait, let me rephrase that. Uh, <laughs> as much as some of the other ones. Uh, but if I ever could use that, I, I would love to. Um, <laughs> maybe maybe for my kid when he's acting crazy. Maybe I'll, I'll pretend he's quoting that. There you go. Uh, <laughs> At the end, when uh, the receptionist who was who tried to check them into the convention and who couldn't find their passes comes up to Jim and he's like, "These were literally right in front of me." Um, I send that one to my wife about once a week when I when I ask her to find something or I'm like, "I can't find my I, I lost my Lululemon pants the other day." Oh, uh, no. Yeah, That's I know. I sent, I sent her that crisis. I uh, that is right. What that person that. That lost the lanyards? You know who that oh, is? Oh, Dave, Dave Holmes. Okay. Right. Yeah. Don't just say he's yeah. the guy. MT, former MTV VJ, Dave Holmes? Now, oh, I'm not going to look. Yes, he was. Okay. <laughs> I did look it up. I looked it up. God, he's skinny now. Uh, oh, yeah. He's great. So, want to be a VJ. So, I was right. I told my wife, I was like, do you remember him from MTV? I'm pretty sure he was just like a normal dude that like tried out for something. And then all of a sudden he was on like, TRL or something. All the yeah, time. he had a he had a decent little run there. Yeah. Uh, the last two I had um, are uh, what are, are just moments. They're not even quotes. Um, but when Renisha and Weigel are doing their shoulder shimmy on the beach in their swimsuits, that's in little mood. 
a little mood gif you can send out. Uh, and then the alligator eating the guy in the pool. Um, for some reason, that one I like to use one uh, instead of using like a Jaws. Uh, it works just the same. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's all I had. That's it. Oh, God. Again, I, I think I, I tried so hard to whittle things down ahead of time. Okay. I, I don't have a ton. I don't have anything like, like Tommy Boy or Dodgeball, but. Give me your low hanging um, fruit, Brag. Just put them, put them right in my mouth or so right, my forehead or something. That's, that's, that's a good place to start. Right at the very beginning, <laughs> when Dangle's talking about his shorts becoming part of the uniform, uh, they quote, "I'm out there in the streets. I've got to be able to move like a cheetah. I'm a law enforcement cheetah. Like <laughs> lost my mind." Uh, and then my favorite character. He's not. He may not be my MVP. We'll see. Uh, but Junior talking about um, Reno, about how Aww. it's just like Mayberry except for the prostitution and the crystal meth. And then he tells the dude uh, in the back seat to shut the fuck up. I'm pretty sure. Something like, I didn't write that part down. Um, oh, he does. Yep. Yeah. And then you you said the, the gator part, but then it's like, oh, that gator did. And then right after that, <laughs> bam, snatched up. That the second gator. Scene, yep. Yeah, that, that dude, that guy, I did not put him in my MVP discussion. You'd be sixth man off the bench discussion, but that guy is hilarious. Just his body shape and the way that he talks. Uh, rule number one with Gator, you got to respect Gator, and then Gator going to respect you. I'm going to come at him like a predator. I'm glad you're talking about him because I talk about him later. Uh, so I'm glad you're getting all the all the good stuff out now. Yeah. Do I need to yeah, yeah. keep going or do you want me to stop? No, keep going. I've already exhausted mine, so you, you can be what you got. I've got a Terry section, but it's only too long. And uh, so this one I do use this gif I've used quite a bit or I've said it quite a bit. Um, Lube or lewd that one quite a (laughs) bit. And then, uh, yeah, it's Terry. It's Apple Martini Lube. (laughs) (laughs) It's Terry South bitch live. Fuck you, dad. Uh, (laughs) uh, When Paul Rubens comes off the plane at the end. Is that who that is? Oh yeah. That's Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, and he's like, "Fuck you, Dad." <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, fuck you, Dad." High five. And this is the this is the airplane I got you for Flag Day. <laughs> All it's, that crazy shit that Terry said. The not not even in just the movie, the entire show. All yes. the stuff he says in the show is just like, "Dude, bullshit! You fucking crazy crackhead cocksucker." There's oh, whoa, whoa. I mean, but he is a cocksucker. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think he he does it for. For tacos at one point in the series. He I does know. it for orange. No, he sells oranges. <laughs> he says he's selling oranges. Um, cocksucker, that's not that is not a derogatory term towards Terry being maybe a homosexual. We're not sure. Yeah, I was gonna say, I don't even think we're clear. But so that's what I'm saying. He just sucks cock for money for yeah. some reason. I so a, I don't even think he's a sex worker. I think he did he's like what do you a sex pleasure uh, we'll, we'll work through that yeah i don't know okay he just enjoys it so then, then when, when they get the hobbyist there we go he's a sex hobbyist there you go there you go when they're down there by the whale and uh dangles asking everybody for ideas and, and Trudy, what about a telephone you can actually smell through <laughs> smell a vision yeah yes. exactly yeah yes. uh <laughs> What is this? Oh, and then when Dangle's trying to arrest Pat Naswell or Pat Naswell, <laughs> <laughs> I need an extender. I need another He's set of cuffs. He's too chubby. <laughs> and then uh, during his speech, I, this is a quote. This is a quote. 
he says, I don't have the whole quote, but he does say, quote, a couple colored folks and a lesbian when he's talking <laughs> about his team. Yes. Okay. And then uh, when uh, he's about ready to take the Aspen job, he gets real emotional and he says, you know, they're like my family, but they're also like the dumbest, again, quote, they're also like the dumbest group of people I've ever met that aren't legally, illegally retarded. I can't even say it. Like I know it's, it's weird, isn't it? Okay. It is. And then right. at the and then at the very end, it's like that's a ukulele, Terry. And then he comes back <laughs> at you with your ukulele, Terry. <laughs> Hilarious. Hilarious to me. The Those best are great is the gator. The best is the gator guy. The the whole you gator scene, and there's even a one of the lo- uh, like a, a lost scene at the end where they throw him in again. It's not quite as funny, but but uh it's still good stuff and he's he plays a character i think on the tv show as well a couple of random ones uh that are really good um so i'm gonna go ahead so my winner on this one was the first one i said and that is i'm pooping uh again just because i think it's the most ubiquitous the one you can use the most uh you know in context and out of context um so from and for some reason just something about a woman pooping behind a bush uh just the visual narrative of that just it gets me every time. So that's what I'm choosing as my winner. Uh, what What did you have, Bragg? I know you went with kind of a different route here with us. So I just I just picked the the oh that gator dead, and then him getting snatched up by the, by the other gator that's right behind him. Um, we didn't put it in there, but the rock getting blown up at the beginning is pretty funny too. <laughs> yeah, I bring him up at another point too. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's a great scene. Uh, just a weird cameo. The whole the whole list of the cameos I run through, some of them make a lot of sense because they were either on the state or they were on Reno 911, the TV show in various parts, or like for Danny DeVito, he was the fucking producer who brought these guys out and, you know, uh, brought them on to Comedy Central. But The yeah. Rock, yeah, <laughs> the, the rock. rock made no fucking sense. We'll get why the, such a great inclusion, though. We'll get why The Rock makes sense later. Just Okay. Just All right. All on. right. So let's get to the next segment then. Uh, we're gonna, this one's called Clock Check. Um, so at what point, uh, if any, did you check the clock to see how much time was left in this movie? I didn't short movie. Didn't check it. Same here. I said literally 83 minutes and that's with the unrated version. So like the rated version is only 80 minutes. Um, and of course I watched the unrated version cause you assume if it's unrated, it must be funnier or something or more boobs or yeah. Titties. Yeah. Boobies um, <laughs> titties and beer, titties and beer. Yeah, um, so yeah and and all those scenes are so quick like they're not even real scenes and a lot of them are like little 15 second vignettes here and there uh so it just moves so quickly that you really don't have a chance to get bored or wonder (laughs) how much fucking time is left in this thing all right so let's get into the award season now uh let's take a look at mvp before we take uh before we get into anything else um so my list of mvps is fairly short uh so I'm going to let you take the first crack at this. Who was who was one of your MVP candidates, Bragg? So I've got four. Do you want me to do all four of them or just one? Let's go back and forth and see all if right. there's any overlap. Coming in, and my first candidate is Deputy Travis Jr. Giving Jr. some love. I like it. Yeah. Of course, he wrote, was co-writer and, and director of this. So hopefully, you know, you'd think he'd give himself some good bits. You think? What'd you like about him? It's just his character is incredible. I mean, I, he he is like 
he is he's just nascar like yeah, if nascar stupid, were a person stupid white trash one right I yeah mean, if nascar was a person that's what they would look like they have a funny bit on the show where uh they sit around a trailer uh and watch nascar for like nine hours and that's the entire like the junior family uh reunion yeah uh it's like the three brothers sitting around white trashing it in their yeah, front yard if he doesn't have his his vest on with his uniform he's got a cut off on every and a time. shirt that says i support single moms <laughs> or show me your hooters show me your hooters yeah. yeah at least he brought two outfits i think everybody else only had the same yeah. outfit the entire time we'll get we'll get there oh okay all right all right um so my first candidate is uh dangle so again another one of the co-writers and co-creators um just everything dangle does makes me laugh the whole uh <laughs> the leader of the department is a blatant homosexual. Can you say blatant? I mean, blatant might not be the best word. Obvious homosexual. No, I wouldn't even say that. I don't think he's. It's tough for me. I wouldn't say flamboyant. He's definitely he's not wearing, flamboyant. He's wearing a Morrissey shirt, a, a leather, black leather jacket, a pink bandana tied a, around a his head. A pink bandana. And some points around his neck and around his neck sometimes yeah and then and then jorts but but he doesn't jorts. he doesn't yeah so it's, so the question is, is it obvious, obvious i guess not obvious he's definitely gay that's not the question okay it's how well, obvious then, yeah. is it <laughs> i wanted to i wanted to hold off that maybe him and trudy would work out at some point but now you're just crushing everything so yeah well, he's obviously how, okay so you think the hesitancy to have sex with trudy was because of trudy not because he was so he even says at one point i you know i play for the other team or something like that or i yeah, back I for the other team. yeah but i mean i would say that to her too well okay all right see that's that's a fair discussion we're we have a back and forth that's what we're doing here we're trying I to don't, see what i don't just I mean, that's fine. You can't even play for whatever team you want to play for. You can play for both teams if you want. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You can play for every team. I'm just saying I play for one team, and it's not his team. That's all I'm saying. That's or fine. Her team. You know what I'm saying? You can also play for, for not her team. That's like I don't want to play teams. for her team. That's okay. why I would tell all her. All right. All right. Her, hey, I don't know. Demand a trade to New York? It's. <laughs> you want to go to a big I market? Really, I don't want to go to fucking New York. I'd rather go to, like, I'm Toronto or something. I don't know. Get away from her. Um, he's married, by the way. Oh yeah, Thomas Lennon. And he plays that. a similar kind of ambiguously gay role in a lot of different like what movies and TV one, shows. Is that it he's the in. break? Is it the breakup? What is the wow, bad is teacher? Bad teacher. He plays somebody. One of my favorites, man. What is it? I'm gonna find it. I'll find it. I'll let you just, if yeah. you need to keep talking about him, you can talk. About <laughs> yeah, no, he plays a bunch of really great roles. I He's love a bunch you, man. Of... I love yes. you, man. Yes. That's the one. Yeah. And yeah, he tries to kiss his mouth. Like he yeah. literally puts his tongue on the other guy's tongue. Like, oh, Paul Rudd. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of Paul Rudd. No. Um, yeah. A very interesting. Another one of those cameos. Um, so I'll go with my second one. Um, I also had uh length and pace as being a i know i just talked about that with the clock check uh but i was a big fan of that too some of these movies they try too hard to make it 90 minutes this you know this was an 80 minute 84 minute movie and they let it be that um so i had no problem with that i thought that was pretty good you give me one yeah no it's a movie based off a 30 minute show 
Right. And a 30 minute show is really like 22 minutes nowadays. So yeah. 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 So uh, really snake draft. Episodes. We're going snake draft style, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so speaking of dangle, I've got dangle shorts. <laughs> as this, as, so just uh, just the part of him, not even not even the whole character. Just yeah. So I'm actually gonna eliminate. I'm gonna go down to three. So okay. my third one and last one are uh, Wendy McClendon Covey's boobs. Oh yes, those that's my Fantastic, final right? MVP candidate. Yeah, she's just fabulous in and of herself. But those boobs, and she loves putting them on display. I mean, that's she plays like the uh, oh shit, what am I? I'm blanking on it, but like the Charlie's Angel kind of cop. Oh, yeah. uh, so I think it plays great. Um, so nice my last New York boobs. <laughs> You're the father of a great set of New York boobs. Um, Please oh, God. Us. And then I just want to say, jubes. Um, yeah, so the, the last two I had, um, one was a little bit, uh, so I had Terry in here. Terry makes me laugh. I So Nick Swartzen, um, I'm not really a big fan of, but he had a couple years here, those first couple years he was a thing. Uh, it was this and uh, Grandma's Boy, where he was just a fucking home run every time out. Everything he said was great. Was he good until he came out and became best friends with Adam Sandler? Is that when once he, he got himself? fully like okay, he got radicalized. Okay, because I had him in there. That was my fourth one. Was Terry? But Terry he got, was great. He got, he, got, he got radicalized by Adam Sandler. I, when he went full Happy Madison, something, yeah, something he was switched. In funny people or something or whatever. What was um? He was okay and just go with it. I think. Um. Oh yeah, he was like the assistant or something. Yeah, yeah. He was okay there. I vaguely remember him. He had some he's good the worst part moments. of that's my boy. Did you ever watch his stand up? Seriously, who farted? Maybe is that the one where he talks I, I about how that. toddlers toddlers are like uh, drunk people and about how Taco Bell's like a five star restaurant when you're drunk? I think so. That sounds about right. Those are good. That's a good joke. Those are good jokes. Yeah, that was. But again, this has been 14 years ago. It's hard to believe that it's mm. been. I mean, it's been like a decade since he's been oh, legit funny. Um, okay. Anyways, but he's funny here. All the stuff is great. All of his little one-liners, everything works. The jet at the end. So he's the one who gets everybody back to Reno. Paul Rubens is his dad. Every, and all that bullshit that you thought this guy's on fucking crack, yo. Um, it's all absolutely fucking true. So I think that's awesome. And the last one I threw in here, uh, was kind of the idea of, uh, transitioning a TV show to a movie. I mean, we've seen so many bad versions of this that just don't work out. And, a lot, and sometimes it'll be a movie they'll turn into a TV show. Um, so for, for me, this one worked because like we kind of talked about earlier, uh, it's really just like four episodes of the show scrunched into a movie and said, well, here you go. And, and like I, I think I said earlier as well, you have a hard time kind of breaking it apart to remember which scenes are from the movie and what scenes are from uh, the TV show because they all blend together because there's nothing really except for them being in Miami, obviously, that's out of character, that's out of the ordinary for them. So I think that for me, um, again, just because you've seen it work, not work so many times, uh, I think that was definitely something I wanted to throw in contention. Um, but my winner here um, is I didn't go just with the shorts. I went with the whole person that is Lieutenant James Ron Dangle. Lieutenant James Ron Dangle. 
I think Lutero I played like uh, eight or nine times. It was nine. It, it was nine. Uh, we passed that around. We didn't. We, we didn't. Gosh darn. We didn't think you were real. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's good. Uh, He's also my favorite on the TV show. So that probably yeah. would have been my answer no matter what we were going to do. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take my favorite on the TV show too, because I'm married. Um, I'm just, the only reason Wendy McClendon, McClendon, (laughs) that's not, that's not the winner. That's not the winner. I'm just saying the only reason that they're a candidate is because I am just just celebrating the women's, the woman's body. Okay. And she's empowered to be sharing it with you. Absolutely. Okay. I don't want to put them up front. That's not what everything is about. You're not asking for them. She is offering them to you. Exactly. And you are saying thank you for the offering. Exactly. And I'm not picking Deputy Travis Jr. just because he's a man, but because he's fucking incredible. Deputy Travis Jr. He's a NASCAR man. Yes. Is my MVP. The drunk scene at the beginning at the hotel where he wa- he walks right into the door with his I pepper- support single mom yeah. shirt. Yes. Not pepper spray. He gets tased. <laughs> he just uh, unbelievable. Yeah. And he looks like somebody who would try to have sex with a 13 year old Asian girl. <laughs> 14. She's 14. No, she hasn't turned 14 yet. Oh, That's what they say. 14. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love how they even phrase it that way. It's like, she's not even 14 yet. Like, <laughs> I think 14 is no, it's Asian consent, know. at least I know. And uh, it oh, used God, to be, yeah, dude. let's not get into this. In Indiana. Yeah. So speaking of least valuable things, um, let's go ahead and get into the LVP candidates. There was one you mentioned right <laughs> a little while ago, um, which was definitely something that I'm going to mention here. And that is, uh, yeah. So I will say almost anything under the guise of it's a quotation. Um, this is one I can't bring myself to do. Um, what? I said, <laughs> I said, say it. I can't say it, uh, but Weigel, when she says, shut up, N-word, uh, God, that's jarring. And I know part of it is supposed to be kind of funny because Rainisha is just like this dumb bitch, like this dumb, dumb, simple bitch, and then does that funny backhand slap. So like, I get it that she's in on the joke and I'm not supposed to take it as this offensive thing because Trudy is borderline... Uh, she definitely has emotional distress. I'm, I'm assuming she has some kind of mental distress as well. So, you know, we probably shouldn't beat her up too bad for that. But how you just drop the N word with a hard R talking to your coworker in your bloomers or in a swimsuit with bloomers underneath. It's just so much wrong. So much wrong. I think she was. Uh, even if she didn't say the N word, I would still have so much wrong with just that I, little yeah. portion. I think she was baited. But she did it on purpose. <laughs> I think Williams did it to her on purpose because she knows that she was going to say it. Call That's me. why she wasn't even mad. But the fact call that she the, wasn't... Call me the word. Yeah, do it. Say it. Say it. Do it. Say it. No, I, I, can, I can smell it on you. I can smell that you want to say it. Like, no, no. Okay. Oh, God. I Yeah, I just... It, for me, it's just the one thing I, I just... No, thank you. I get it. I get it. Even, uh, even, even in black people movies and stuff like that where they're saying it to each other. Yeah. I still cringe a little bit. I, I just don't know how to react. So I just, I try to avoid it at all costs. <laughs> um, uh, full disclosure, I, I wasn't really getting him, trying to get him to say it. I was just kidding. Uh, I know, I know. Uh, my first one is, 
Damn it. Yeah, I, I, you're going to hate on me, I think, for it. My first, well, you're going to hate on me for the second one for sure, uh, <laughs> is Deputy Garcia. I think he's an okay. awful character. I mean, he plays he plays a racist Hispanic guy. Yeah. Which is just such a weird kind of thing to think of in its own right. I know he plays that on the TV show. Again, I'm trying to, he doesn't play blatant racist in the movie, but there are definitely parts of his character on the TV show that lead me to believe that he definitely has some racist bones racist in his body. tendencies. Even um, though, yeah. He, he's awful in the movie. He doesn't, what's he got? Six, seven lines? He has nothing. Yeah. He has his fawning over Clementine. Yeah, there, there's really nothing to it. Um, and the, the bad thing is Carlos Alzaraki is like a fucking hilarious guy and he does like Rocco's Modern Life and he's a great voice actor. Um, but he is tragically, I don't want to say miscast because that makes it sound bad. He just, his character, I'm sure every, oh God, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure there are racist police officers out there. What? I, no I'm way. sure they exist. No. So to say that he doesn't fit some kind of archetype police officer would be naive. But also, come on, guy. Like, let's just not do that, maybe. Yeah. All right. So, no, I'm not going to hate on you for that one. Um, my next one is one we did talk about a little bit before, and that is The Rock. But not The Rock being in this movie or anything like that just simply his ability to handle a live grenade um <laughs> come on like the dude played division one football he was on a wrestler for 10 15 years like hold on to a fucking grenade buddy like you got this you you can do this you're talented how can you be such a klutz that's that's why he's an lvp for you solely i mean, yeah. I mean <laughs> i'm an athlete i drop stuff I know I got nothing, I got nothing else to say. That's I just it. think like if you're the if you're Rick Smith SWAT and that's what you show up you're this badass and of course the thing is he's huge in the movie yeah. and he's like so skinny for rock skinny like yeah. it's so weird it's visually jarring. Yeah. Um but yeah just the idea like dude like you're this badass like don't be pulling pins out of grenades and then dropping them. Yeah. yeah. I get it. I get my next I one's think... worse than the rock. All right, you Let's throw your stinker out here. And here we go. Pat Oswalt. So no, don't. He's bad, man. Don't give me this. Oh, his he's wife not died. an actor. His, his wife died. Oh, don't give me. All, oh. Don't make me feel bad about stuff. He has a new wife. He does. Yeah. Oh yeah, he does. He yeah. Like right away. Yeah, I watched that. Uh, we don't yeah. need to say that yeah. word. The East Area thing. East on, Area uh, Golden State Google Killer or something. Yep. I don't know what it is, but it's pretty good. Uh, oh, it's he's all in great. He's all right in that, but man, I'll be gone in the dark. Yeah, he's bad. He, yes, he's not great. Okay, fine. Um, okay. but I'm Move gonna on. shit all over you. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I don't like that choice. Okay. Um, so my last one is security at a police convention. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> they have what two thousand police officers from all over the country. And just some dickheads able to get a biological weapon in there and release it on all of them. Like, how fucking stupid are they? And then, of course, the only person in the Miami city government who's outside the building, of course, ends up being the guy who deployed it, whatever. We can get into that. But 
you know, he's the one motherfucker left over is this assistant deputy mayor Jeff Spoder. Like, are you fucking serious? Come on, you should have that lockdown. It's post 9-11, so you can't give me the whole like, oh, nobody knew that terrorism was possible bullshit anymore. Like, this is a real fucking deal. We're living in real times. How do you not put some kind of security parameter around that building, have some kind of dog going in there, sniffing for anthrax, whatever the, they don't, they don't say what the biological weapon is, so I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't assume, but, you know, put some kind of four-leggers in there and sniff that shit out. Did you just say four-leggers? Put yeah. some sort of four-leggers <laughs> in there. Is that a slur against pets? <laughs> it's a huge boy. You can't say that. Oh, my God. I'm, uh, I'm slurring dogs over here. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Bunch of well, four-leggers. I think, we have, I think we've both figured out who the LVP is. Because I wrote down storyline. Dot, 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 oh, dot. Oh, okay. All right. Because it's like, dude... Like, of course. So the one person. So think about it. Think about it. Right. This Think about it like this. So, OK, let's say that all those cops die in there. OK, and there's no other cops there. What where does he what's he going to do? Cops die. Mayor dies. Everybody in Patton Oswalt. He's going to sell the antidote. So they're not they're not going to die. He's going to sell the antidote and run away with Ethan, the drug dealer. With millions and millions of dollars do they say that when they're in the in his room i think so they say something to that effect damn it well there's that part either way and then, of <laughs> course the, there's like a day before pa, uh paul rudd sends his goons out to um <laughs> kidnap these dudes twice yeah and he, <laughs> this part is not an lvp the fact that he had a plug-in weed whacker on a on a yacht <laughs> And uses that on that dude's face is incredible. And then his yes. dudes, his dudes light themselves light each on other. Fire. <laughs> <laughs> that, the, the, the yacht is the best setting. Like yeah, some of the yeah. funniest bits are on that yacht. They just don't make an entire scene. Yeah. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just pick the storyline. It's bad. But I, again, it's just this is a, a, a what did we do the last? Uh, similar to dodgeball like fuck it dude it's just supposed to be funny it doesn't have to make any sense right and they're just gonna throw in goofy skits that they think are funny that may or may not have anything to do with a plot i mean i yeah. think that's what with a lot of these comedies especially these improv centric comedies i think we're gonna run into that a lot where you're like why the fuck does this scene exist oh because these two assholes are are going to a suck fest um and you know they just want to suck each other off and then here they're gonna be funny for three minutes just yeah. sit there and enjoy the ride yep um all right so let's get into the next one uh which is moonlighting so in this one we take a look at the oscar contenders and see if there should have been one that came from this movie um i see you shaking your head at me uh yeah the answer is definitely no uh there, there is nothing in this movie that is uh academy deserving uh i do you think that this was a decent year for the Oscars? I know a couple of the podcasts we've had before, there wasn't much to, to talk about. Uh, here, at least, we had No Country for Old Men, Juno, Michael Clayton, and There Will Be Blood, which were featured prominently during award season. Um, and so, at least in this time, I can't even say that there's any discussion, but at least there were some some solid competition that... <laughs> yep. I've seen one of those movies. Can you really? guess which one? Yeah, that's it. Just one of them. Juno? Yep. Yeah. With Edward Page or what's his name now? Elliot. Elliot, Elliot Page. Page. Yes. I know. Uh, 
Whew. Long pause. Yeah. <laughs> um, she is delightful in that movie. Yep. He, damn it. See, I, I can't. He he they, was delightful in that they movie. They were delightful. They were delightful in that movie. Absolutely. Yes. Um, and again, because it's the timing passed. I don't okay. care. It's, all, it's not a big deal. I wasn't going for a joke for Edward. No, I, I know. I know. Name I'm, but I'm trying to be you know, to honor him and what he wants. And so if he did something when he was a woman, a cute does one. The gender, yeah. Does the pro, does the pronoun, you know, equate to the past tense as well? I think when it's a, yeah. he was a, he was a her. I, I, I don't think, know how that, I think his wow, this Twitter is account deep. probably switched from a, a, a he, uh, a, a she, she her, her to a he, him, to to a he, he him. him. Yeah. Okay. So well, I think I, we can say that. Okay. Well, then I I will say he was wonderful in that as a I'll pregnant reach girl. Out. I'll reach out yeah. to her. him. He was Sorry. wonderful in that movie as a pregnant girl. Um, but but yeah, uh, I, I yeah, there's nothing here that's worthy of consideration. Um, so it, uh, but at least it feels good to say that there. <laughs> yeah, it's not like oh, there, but there was still nothing to compare it to. At least this year there was a lot of really good stuff. Yeah. All right, so let's get to uh, the catch-all. So this time uh, there was actually a few things that I, um, like I said before, you know, just the scenes don't really line up perfectly. So there were a lot of kind of one-offs here and there that that I wanted to make sure I made mention of. Um, so Paul Rudd, I know we just talked about the yacht scenes a little bit. Paul Rudd is Paul Rudd is fantastic as Ethan the drug lord. Um, I mean, when he does that horrible Scarface impersonation, and even at one point, Patton Oswalt, Deputy Mayor Jeff Spoder, says like, "I can't even understand you," and and then after the cops like point their guns at him, and and the whole con uh, conspiracy plot has been has been discovered. I'm Ethan. I'm I'm from I'm from just outside of Denver, uh, Fort Collins. Actually, I moved down here because you know uh, people have more delayed back drugs out in Colorado. It's just a different scene. Yeah. I came down here as kind of a goof. Yeah. It's like oh fuck. Yeah, <laughs> for some reason, that just makes me laugh every time. Yeah, for sure. And then I his girl, his girlfriend doing the coke on the boat the entire time. Just uh, again, uh, very South book. Florida. That's all I'll say. Save very South Florida. Um, and then she obviously turns out to be the FBI undercover agent. I just think that's a, a wonderful turn. Mm -hmm. uh, I only have one thing, and it's uh, this is just these are just what I think. Like why? And we talked. Yeah, I guess you thought the same thing. So, um, why are they wearing the same clothes as the first day they arrived? Where is their luggage? Question mark. Right. No matter where they go, there's no luggage. They dangles in the same outfit. Jonesy's in the same time. outfit. He's wearing that awful Nevada, which yeah. of course Nevada shirt that yeah. of course gave me flashbacks of what two years ago in Nevada. Purdue was up by like 14 on Nevada. I went to bed because I was like, there's no way in hell we're gonna lose this game. I wake up, we lost by three. Oh Ooh. god. Wolfpack baby. Yeah. Flashbacks. That's right. The bad kind. Uh <laughs> you don't play Nevada on the road. To start the season on a Friday night schedule. or whatever. Yeah, it yeah. was not good. I, I blame or Hazel something. or whoever. Yes, yeah, oh, yeah, CBS Sports Hazel. Network. Of course you would blame Hazel. We set our program back a decade. Uh, goddamn. This isn't a Purdue football podcast. Um, the last... Oh, God, I had two on here, and now that I look at one of them, I feel bad. Um, 
So I'll skip, I'll do the one I feel bad about first. Uh, I had Patton Oswalt as acting mayor, Jeff Spoder. Make sure we talk about him because of, <laughs> but you did plenty already. So I guess I'll go fuck myself. Move on. Uh, <laughs> um, I did uh, one of the one of the catch-alls I had was quote unquote classic or sorry classic quote unquote Florida man gets eaten by an alligator. I know we talked about it, but I wanted to make sure the words Florida man got thrown in there to specify exactly what type of man that was. It's also, and, an, it's also an alligator. Alligator. Sorry. Alligator. <laughs> Not an alligator. Florida man gets eaten by an alligator. Alligator. Okay. Got respect, alligator. Alligator, and I respect you. He did. <laughs> all right, let's get into the one hitters. So now we get to ask all the questions that my mom used to make me ask or make me answer after she would take me to a movie. Um, let's rattle through these pretty quick. So first question: Did we laugh? Yes. You betcha. Absolutely. Cry? No. Nope. nope. Think? Nope. Nope. Educate? Mm, nope no all right you teased a little bit there all right um so let's go to the next one greener grass so this is the one where we talk about uh if there's a better version of this movie out there um and so i had a couple interesting little thoughts i had on this where it kind of reminded me of naked gun and police academy that's kind of a serial um you know obviously the bumbling cops all that stuff but I actually thought of three that I thought were spot on and they are chips, Starsky and Hutch and 21 jump street or the jump street movies. Um, Cause they're both pretty damn good, I think. Um, and so, so that's what I came up with. Cause I think that of those three that I just mentioned, um, they were all legacy cop shows from like the seventies and the eighties. So they had about a bunch of, they had a little more nostalgia in, in them because Reno 911 was obviously still shooting when this came out. Uh, but the idea of obviously transitioning a TV show about cops into a movie about those same characters. I think there's a lot of that kind of crossover. Um, and for me, Chips and Starsky and Hutch were both decent, enjoyable movies, um, but there was no nostalgia factor there for me. Uh, and then 21 Jump Street, which I just absolutely love both of 21 and 22 Jump Street. Uh, I definitely think they're better, um, but I had no no real tie into those movies nostalgically either. Um, but I, but I, obviously, <laughs> when, when you put Channing Tatum and, uh, oh God, why am I blanking on his name? Jonah Hill? Thank you. In a movie together. It's just, uh, it's fantastic. And the directors of that movie, Lord and Miller, I mean, everything about that is great. So yeah. I would say that one is probably better uh, than Reno Novel 1 Miami. Well, I wrote down no, because it's based on a TV, like it's yeah, based right, on right. the TV show that was currently going on. I have never seen any of the regular 21 Jump Street. Me neither. So I have no idea. I know Other Johnny than the... Depp yeah. was an actor in it. That's it, really. Yeah. Other than the amazing god i can't wait to do them well we're not going to do 22 are we but 21's on the list we'd Cannot have to do wait. them in order we could we could do 22 is i think like a i don't know how franchises yeah you'd have to do them in some kind of a uh, an ascending it's order not as good as 21 21 jump street is a top that's a top 10 or top 15 for me just Ooh, act okay. just based on the end and jonah hill everything pretty much jonah hill's in is like top 10 top 15 yeah um, I guess he's a big favorite big fan of mine yeah too. but i i don't have a big whole lot to go on i mean 21 you can't, He's a big fan of me. <laughs> you can't even remember his name i know uh, I, had a, I had a moment 21 jump street is better than this movie but yeah absolutely is it the same 
better version. I, uh, I say, say no. no I, I take fine. it too literal. A lot of this stuff I don't take literal like you do. Uh, that no one way. I take literal. <laughs> I, no. Okay. So let's go to our next segment. And this one we call Modern Movies. Uh, so we get to determine whether or not this movie would get made in today's environment. 14 years, almost to the day later. Two weeks uh, two weeks from today, the recording the 9th. Uh, of February. This movie will be 14 years old. Yeah. Interesting. Do you want me uh, to go? So, yeah, you go first. Oh, God. I think we're probably going to have the same thing. Uh, yeah. In the re- oh, we're not having the same thing. Oh, okay. All right. so you yeah. don't think it'll be moved. So I think they could come back now and do one. But they so, do they do this the Scotland sequel that they talk about at the very end of the, the movie. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um it would be iffy. So you're not going theaters, you're not going anything crazy. I think you're hitting Hulu, maybe. Um, yeah, or Netflix if you can, yeah, get promoted yeah. for two days on and then die. Yeah, I think Comedy Central has a thing with Hulu. That's the only reason I said that. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um or Paramount now too, don't they? Because yeah, Paramount, Paramount has their own Plus network. or whatever. I thought a lot of the Comedy Central's owned by Paramount. I don't well, remember. Yeah. We don't need to, we're not a business movie business podcast. No. Um as far as who's gonna star, obviously the the main cast, I think if everybody's still alive, I think they're still in there. Yeah, you can't take them out. I mean that you can't swap in twenty no. five year old eight new cops. No, so I did a little bit of research on Scotland people because I. Oh God, I. I, I don't know if I know. I can know. Whoa, whoa. Chris O'Dowd is he Scottish or Irish? Who, I don't even know who that is. The only person I wrote the, down the, was the lead Robert, guy from Bridesmaid, Robert Pattinson. Oh, okay. So he could be the as villain. Jeff then, yeah, <laughs> and then of course uh, you'll have like a Scottish Terry. I think I don't know who that would be. Whether it'd our, probably our be our buddy Cody with a terrible accent impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> See, I couldn't. That's and this is going to sound real fucked up. Can't I couldn't tell a lot of the difference between Irish and Scottish. Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, and I mean, well, Welsh. I can only tell because from, they they say words Scotland, that don't exist. No, no, yeah. So I actually had originally written down like during the movie. Like Connor, put down Connor McGregor as the villain, and I was like, "Wait a minute, I think he's Irish." What the fuck is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Robert Pattinson, the only one I could recognize okay. from Scotland that was like born in, you know, this without thing. getting to like Colin Farrell, where he's like Irish or whatever. Without getting to like Scottish fucking Robert Robert the Bruce, dude. Like, that's the only <laughs> thing I could get to pop up from, for Scotland people. The King of Nottingham, whatever. I don't know what the fuck that's. I don't know. Robin. We could have. Who we could have Kieran Tierney from Arsenal. He could be in the movie too. Oh God. He'd be good. He'd just <sighs> walk around with shorts, shorts and short sleeves on while it's snowing outside. We have a cricket soundbite. Chirp, chirp, chirp. All right. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> All right. What do you? Hey, got? I'm new, I'm new to EPL. I don't. I don't know the rivalries yet. I just know that. We don't have a rivalry. You guys aren't good enough. Well, we're not uh, good this we're year. We're on but... top of you in this. Okay. Go Everton. Go Toffees. Yeah, um, <laughs> when you get peer pressured into having to choose an EPL team. Uh, so so I said, uh, I know I shook my head and you gave it away. I said, I don't think this movie can be made today. Um, and I did a little unfortunate research on this um, to back up my stance. So do you remember Quibi? Like the quiz thing? No, Quibi. Quibi. The like the the 
six minute TV shows oh, that's channel. Not, that's not a thing anymore. Oh, it died a horrible death like three months ago. Oh, it's they like were the on only that streaming service. Thank you. It's like the only streaming service that like <laughs> never took off. Um, yeah. So Rio 911, they tried to bring it back there. And I don't, I'm not going to blame Rio 911 say that it was their fault. Quibi didn't work. Quibi's fault. Yeah. Exactly. So I never saw it because why the fuck would I pay for Quibi? <laughs> like, fuck them. Um, so I, you know, so they tried it and it, I, you know, I don't want to say it didn't work, but it just wasn't the right fit. Uh, I know that they had a sequel to this movie planned way back when, um, but because of lukewarm reception, they never went to bat with it. So that's why I kind of think that it wouldn't be made. I think it's kind of viewed right now as kind of a, a dead property because I don't think that there's anything really there's only so many of me keeping it alive by watching reruns and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, the movie had made 22 million on a $10 million budget. So it's not like it was a profit. Like it's not like it killed the studio or anything. I just don't think they see it as a, as a big profit center anymore. And unfortunately because of the, such a long time between kind of when it was in its hate, I should say long time, but you know, because now it's been several years, I think the momentum has really died. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, I don't right. agree with you. I think they could go to Hulu and be fine. I hope you're. I I would be happily wrong on this one. All right. I'm really excited about this next part, but I'll let you go first. So, are we? What's the next one? Rename the movie, or are we doing over under? Let's do over under oh, first. I forgot about rename the movie. Okay. Well, I'll just rename the movie real quick, because I'm going to say that this movie is ineligible to be renamed. Uh, I'll go ahead and pull the executive producer card on that. When you are stealing, stealing, sorry, when you're transitioning a, an existing property, you can't fucking go back to the well and call it like eight dumb cops. Like there's no fucking way that works. So unless you're putting Reno 911, the movie or Reno 911 Miami or Reno 911 Timbuktu, whatever the situation is, there is no other renaming mechanism. Yeah. Miami 911 reno moves oh, to town okay. or something i don't know miami 911 but even then they still lose the re- yeah yeah from the creators of reno 911 comes no nah, because then 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 miami it sounds like it's a hispanic movie. like a hispanic my miami spin-off. vice yeah. yeah yeah exactly yeah oh boy all right so now let's get to the one you're excited about so this one's over under so this is where we swap one actor in to make the movie better and we swap one actor out to make the movie worse uh so i'm I chose not to participate in the swap one actor in to make the movie better. Uh, I just, I don't think there's any character in here that's really a deficit. And I definitely, you can't, you can't play with the original eight. So, and again, like I said before, everybody who's in this movie is tied to this group in some way. So I really had a hard time doing that. So I just abstained. So I'll let you have your fun. Oh, okay. Um, I'd rather do all mine at once. So you do your other one. All right. Um, so then I did participate in the swap one actor out to make the movie worse. And so what my thought process on this, and again, you and I played these games differently, and that's fine. Um, I was trying to think of lawmen, guys who actors who are in movies and TV shows frequently as law enforcement officials. And how they could have thrown in those types of cameos and how they could have really just not given a shit. And so thinking of Dodgeball last week, one of the names that came to my head immediately was Chuck Norris. Like, fuck Chuck Norris, okay? I'm tired of his fucking memes. I don't give a shit if the guy can, like, 
do push-ups with his dick, whatever the fuck his little meme shit is. None of that stuff impresses me. Fuck Walker, Texas Ranger. I don't give a shit about any of that. And then the other motherfucker I don't give a shit about who's in a bunch of law enforcement movies is Steven Seagal. Fuck that curly, not curly, <laughs> ponytailed douchebag. That fucking fake-ass motherfucker who thinks he can do karate at 275 pounds. That bloated man sack of fuck. Uh, I think both those assholes would ruin this fucking movie. And uh, I don't know why I just got passionate and opinionated about it. Maybe it's because I'm starting to sweat a little bit. But fuck both those guys. And I'm so fucking glad that they didn't do these, like, bullshit. Like, uh, oh, God, the other guy just thought of Eric Estrada. Like, throwing in those kind of fucking guys in this movie. I hate when movies do that. It's not fucking cute. Studios, it's not cute when you put some random fucking guy in a movie... Because he's a law enforcement type. Who's Who gives a shit? Is that miscongeniality? Oh, is that miscongeniality guy? No, that's Benjamin Bratt. That's right. Oh god, another Hispanic law enforcement. There you go. There you go. Yeah, but oh, why am I so angry? I don't know. <laughs> I just don't like Chuck Norris. And I don't like Steven Seagal. So yeah, I just thought they could have. I thought they could have ruined it. You you go now. Let me cool down. Chuck Norris's tears cure cancer. Yeah. Too bad. No, they don't. Too bad he's never cried. Yeah. As two, right. as two guys who's, uh, who's both of our moms have died of cancer. <laughs> Fuck that shit. I don't like them. <laughs> All right. So for mine, for both of them, In and Out. We're in going... and out. That's a different movie we're going to do later. Right. Yeah. An Indiana movie. <laughs> <laughs> we're going, uh, we're going, uh, uh, all Miami themed. Okay, so the fucking oh God, movies in Miami. Stu, this is gonna be Stu Gatz no, 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 and no, 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 Dan no. Levitard. Not that. Not that. Not that. <laughs> so the the movie. Uncle Sal is he? Is he one of those guys? Because I was thinking Sal. of Oh, that's Jimmy. That's Jimmy okay, Kimmel. I, I think. That. All right. Um. So, <laughs> all Miami. The movie's in fucking Miami. So put Miami people in the fucking movie. I mean, other than The Rock, The Rock was Dwayne Wade. Movie. No. Okay. I don't know what you're talking about. Pitbull? So, so hold on. For a mayor, okay? For an associate mayor or regular mayor, let's go ahead. We'll have Jimmy Johnson in for Pat. Okay? So imagine that. How much better would that movie be if Jimmy Johnson was in there for Pat Oswalt? Amazing. All right. I got the vision in my head. Let's move on. And then for... for, And now Paul Rudd was, was great. I have no... No uh, hating on oh, him. But boy. Just, to, just to put somebody in that's from Miami to play that character. Um, what's, uh, what is it called when you put a woman into a, a male's role? What is that called? Like gender um, equality? Let's gender say reassignment? Gender... No. Uh... <laughs> that's fine. So <laughs> instead of the cocaine snorting woman, we'll have Pitbull. Huh? Cocaine snit, uh, snorting dude. And the uh, the drug lord, gun or uh, weed eating, wielding kingpin on the yacht. Queen queenpin. Uh, I feel like you're going for here. Yeah, Jennifer Lopez. Oh, yeah. Yenny from the block. Yes, okay. Yenny from the block is actually from Brooklyn, <laughs> but has a lot of South Florida cred. Yes, but, yes. Uh, yeah, or I mean, if you want to go straight South Florida cred, we can go Gloria Estefan. But, but Mark Anthony, Nina for Lopez for sure. Uh, the Tacon favorite cases, yeah, there uh, it is, would be 
the better part there. As far as taking somebody out to make it worse, uh, Dan Marino in for Paul Rudd. Oh. <laughs> Way worse. I don't know if anybody's seen his acting in uh, Ace Ventura oh, or not, but my he's, God, he's in it. He he shows up. He he gets his paycheck. Yeah, I said odors. So yeah, that's my uh, all Miami theme. This is what everybody tunes in for. Is my over under. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Going Miami centric. All right. Um, so let's take a look at our last couple of categories. Now we're going to get into future generations again, as we always talk about as, uh, as fathers ourselves now, is this a movie we would let our kids watch? And if so, at what age? So I'll go ahead and kick this one off. And I said, yes, uh, this is a movie I would let my kid watch. Uh, but I would make sure that he was at least 16. This is, uh, I don't know. There's just way too much stuff to, I think to have to explain to somebody. Uh, so that's what I said. I said, yes, but, but it has to be kind of once they've had a little bit of, I don't even say world experience because 16 isn't really world experience, but at least exposure uh, <laughs> and can at least formulate how to ask questions. Cause I think that's, uh, that's the hard part about this one. Yeah. So I said 14 ish. Yeah. That um, makes sense. Yeah. I said maybe, but there's the circumstance would be, uh daddy's drunk uh or smells like pine cones or both <laughs> and it's daddy uh, needs to giggle for a little bit yeah <laughs> and it's on tv and there's like no you can't watch this on tv uh, well, okay. well yeah okay. or yep, maybe yep. there's like because i'm not gonna go seek this movie out maybe maybe if it's on tv i'll be like let's watch the real version let's hold see. on is this are, is this a dig at me for having an entire room full of dvds and blu-rays yeah but you're not I going to this you're not attack. going to this dvd you're not going in there hey we need to go no, watch you're right. 911 Miami. You're right. but if you see it on tv you could be like okay hey this is pretty funny well, let's go watch it with a titty and then as somebody who seeks like, this movie out about once once a year i disagree with that but yeah sure no. I, get, I get what you're saying this movie's you okay. prioritize movies a little differently than I do. I'll I'll let you have that. That's I fine. Don't. I don't. Well, yeah, exactly. Movies. Yes. Unless it's like we'll get there. Well, you guys will find out. You guys will find out the movies that I do prioritize. And until movies become a babysitter for your kids, they you already know, are, like, dude. But it's it's Cars one, two, and three. It's Toy Story one, two, three, and four. <laughs> oh yeah. We haven't told Buck that four exists yet for Toy Story. Oh, don't. I know. Have you seen it? I know. No. <sighs> I just got Buck to watch the two newest Jurassic Park movies. So he oh, didn't yeah. want to believe. I saw he didn't your, want to believe I saw your Twitter ones. review. Hey, his Twitter reviews on Jurassic Park 2 are not my Twitter reviews on Jurassic Park 2. What, what on Lost World? Yeah. What did I say? Some, some things are better never found or something yeah, like that. Yeah, get the fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> you got Vince Vaughn they're, in it. They're and... purposefully terrible. That's the whole point. I love the movie. What's her name? Amy Adams? No. No, She's... no, Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore. Like... God, yeah, it was like actress. Amy Adams, who's Amy Adams before Amy Adams existed. Yeah. What an actress. She's fantastic. There's also some really good stuff in there from oh Jeff Goldblum is awful at it. You can tell Fuck that Jeff he is just Goldblum, he man. is just cashing up paycheck. No, but I love Jeff Goldblum. I oh, he's him. fantastic yeah. in the first one. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> that was fun. All right. So now uh now we take a look at memory Did late. Did he adopt his daughter in that movie? Oh God! I just watched it with with Buck yesterday, and I can't tell you. All I know is, is it his stepdaughter? It can't. She's can't, black, it, and she's like, 
full, like uh, there are no signs yeah. that there is any Jeff Goldblum DNA inside yeah. of. And it. Jeff Jeff Goldblum's very Jewish and very yes. white. Yeah, and, that's what I'm saying. It's not. Yeah, yeah exactly. So you would think just, that. You'd... Just wondering, just a thought. Maybe we'll I, I, maybe I, we'll hit this movie. Maybe we won't. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a tough one. Uh, <laughs> all right. So the memory lane revisited now. So I know in the foreshadowing part, we talked a little bit about kind of what our expectations were going into the movie, what some of our memories were. Uh, so let's see, did those memories hold up? Um, so I know I had said that I thought it was a solid A going in. Uh, I think it's probably closer to a B, B plus, but, but not too far off. Um, it, it, like I said before, it is a great ap- adaptation of the TV show. So I, I think I'm spot on there. Uh, I did think there were tons of great characters and random actors and, uh, definitely lots of boobs. So, uh, I think, <laughs> I think my memory of this was, was pretty spot on. So again, it's, it's only been what 14 years since the movie came out. And like I said, I think I watched it about once a year. So yeah, I'm glad that wasn't crazy. too, too far off. That's crazy. 14 years is nuts. So. What was the grade you gave it? I originally I gave it a solid A, and I, I dropped it down to a B, B plus. Okay. But I didn't give my my final grade yet. I was just saying that kind of my initial rating was, was pretty gotcha. close. So I came in at, at a B, having not okay. watched it, having definitely not watched it on DVD or unrated for a long time, maybe 14 years, to the point where I literally, like my wife was here. She was sitting right next to me. And I just boobies, and whenever they'd come on, because I totally forgot there were boobs in this movie. So did she like it, or was she just not paying attention? Nah, she didn't pay attention to anything. Um, so I said, "Yeah, it held up." That that explains so much. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it held up. And uh, final grade for me, I'll go first. I gave it eight and a half pairs of Trudy's granny panties. (laughs) Damn it, you beat me. Okay, that's a good one. All right. Eight and a half granny panties. Okay. So my final grade, uh, there were eight sheriffs, including, well, seven sheriffs and one lieutenant. Uh, So I gave it a full eight sheriff's badges. Okay. Uh, uh, One of the other, oh God, this is another stupid thing. Um, Because just thinking of badges on, on the opening scene where they're in the, in the, uh, the dream of, uh, of junior, and uh, they're all wearing those black SWAT outfits, except for again Wendy McClendon Covey, who's wearing like a maybe like a leather swimsuit, maybe under a trench coat. I don't I don't know what that is. It, it's working. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of them have a kind of like a like a black not a Black Lives Matter goddamn like a uh, uh, an American flag, <laughs> an American flag on their chest. Uh, except for Dangle, when he comes in on the dirt on the on the motorcycle and does that awful stunt, uh, and he has a he has a gay pride flag uh, sewn onto oh, his I uniform. See that. Oh god, that. yeah, that's I hate going I hate going to the IMDb ones, and I saw it was on there, and I was like, oh shit, I'm not the only nerd who notices these things. Um, gay then, damn it. Yeah, that's, that's why I was I was trying not to fight you too hard, but. But yeah, they're, he he's definitely gay. Like, oh, well, then obviously he's gay. <laughs> well, but he, it's, I don't Yeah, that's probably a little more straightforward than he doesn't want to have sex with Trudy Weigel. Of course he's gay. <laughs> like, 
No, you're you're right. You're right. Not wanting to have sex with Trudy does not make you mean yeah. he's I mean, gay. Had had Clementine come on to him, <laughs> maybe a different story. I mean, she came on to everyone. Else. Oh, never mind. Everyone else came on to her. Yeah. Well, yes. Um, her love life in the TV show is fantastic. When mm-hmm. she gets the she gets the tattoo of Steed, uh, the guy she's about to marry, who's a criminal. And Dangle's like, am I am I supposed to tell her that I've arrested him for uh, for methamphetamine, uh, for statutory rape a couple of times? No, I'm not going to be that guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then she gets a tattoo of his name, and then they immediately get divorced. And then she has the D turned into an L Y Dan, so it's so it's now Steely Dan. Um, for some reason, I don't know. I'm a fucking nerd. Uh, anyways, on that note, we have officially run out of things to talk about. So let's go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us this week. Please rate and review. Subscribe. Unsubscribe. Resubscribe. Do whatever you got to do. Uh, help us out. Uh, thanks for listening. We uh, we appreciate it very much. Um, Michael, thank you for joining us. Joining me as always. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Uh, you can find us at, ter- at Terrible Reviews on Twitter. You can find me personally at Seta5, S-E-T-A-H-5. Bragg, where are they going to find you? You can find me at Braggly, B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. Thanks again, everybody. We'll figure out what movie we're going to do next week, and we'll come right back. Uh, right. This- Peace. <laughs> Terrible Reviews is a member of the Shady Lawn Network. All rights reserved. It's Shady. <laughs>